Because I don't think you turned me down. Um, oh, were you, aren't you this one? I'm three. Yeah. But now, uh, talk. Hello. Hi. 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 <laughs> Are you still okay? I Is mean, I don't know. Let me, okay, here, hold on. Really quiet. That one's really quiet? Yeah, as far as my headphones go, like inside my headphones. Okay, well, how about now? Has this made a difference at all? Yeah. Turn up a little bit more. Okay. Okay. You can hear stuff? Yeah. You can hear you? Yes. You can hear me? Yes. Cool. I'll probably wear green. All right, I'm recording now. Are we on? We're on the pod. Guys, this is a special episode. Very special episode. Not only because it's not Wednesday right now, it's Sunday night, <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> Podcast is still going to come out on Wednesday, um, but we have a guest today, a very special guest because, I mean, she's special to me because I just met her. <laughs> so that was cool. She's special because she is a guest and because she is in herself special. Mm-hmm. Her name's Camille jackson she is the front woman of paper sister which is a really cool band here in austin she's my client she's jamie's new acquaintance (laughs) (laughs) she also performed for us today too before she left which is really cool yeah it was was really nice of her really great i feel like i should have like tipped her this feels wrong like i feel like this is theft (laughs) a free show yeah right um but yeah it's a good one she's actually really inspiring um there's a lot of good takeaways from this, I think, especially if like you work a job and then you have a creative side hustle. Like there's just a lot we go into kind of throughout the entire podcast of like time management. I found out what a passion planner. Passion planner was. It's great. Yep. This is great. We talked a lot about um just inspiration, where that comes from, um, how she got started, um, how she keeps going. Yeah where we can go trying to manifest yeah so we're manifesting really for her cool. something it was a really so. good time yeah it was i good. enjoyed it and we hope that you enjoy it they will they will all right <laughs> thank you for listening thank you Are we on? We're on the pod. All right. Well, (laughs) we have a guest on the pod today. It's one of our favorite days when we have guests. Yeah, this is exciting. And not only do we have a guest, but we also have this sweet new setup. (laughs) (laughs) So we can have guests. I'm pumped on this. Yeah. Um, Well, Camille. Hi. Hi. Hi, Camille. (laughs) I'm the guest. Hi, I'm Camille. (laughs) Welcome to the pod. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. We're happy to have you. Of course. Um, so why don't, you guys know each other. Oh, yeah. So explain that. Um, Camille is my client at work. That's how we met. She wasn't my client originally. She saw Aaron. And then when she Mm. came back, she saw me. And now she's still, I haven't driven her away. So (laughs) I've actually driven her into my home now. (laughs) She is here on the phone. And I'm so awkward. It's great. Here voluntarily. I'm not being held against my will. Okay. Thank you for for clarifying. Oh but. my gosh, you saw Aaron before mm-hmm. Becca. Yeah. yeah, we love Aaron. We're a friend of Aaron or a fan, friend, fan. Both. Yes. I'd say. I say. Um, oh, so fun. I but yeah, that. and Camille's here. I mean, I have a lot of clients, but Camille is my first client that's here actually, and only one so far. So yeah, that 
goes to show that Camille's also like just so great. Becca really was excited to have you on the podcast. I know, I've been talking I was about it all the time. As well. I'm like, Camille wants to be on. Camille's gonna be but on the yeah. podcast. She and was then, just like over the moon. I'm I was like, somebody needs Camille to get here. <laughs> she manifested it. Yeah, we manifested you. All right, y'all. We're about to pick a card and I'm going to hand this to you. Okay. And you're going to shuffle into your left hand. Wait, are you right-handed? Yeah. Okay, yeah, into your left hand with your right hand. Yeah, it's harder than it looks. (laughs) (laughs) I think it took Jamie like 13 episodes before she got it down. Understood, yeah. I would drop them all over the place. And you're just going to do this until it feels right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you can. in 30 minutes, got it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have a really dry dry sense of humor. I hope that's okay. That's why we're friends. (laughs) Yeah. So your yeah your choice. What do we get? Nightingale. Ooh, Ooh. we've never gotten the nightingale ever. We I've haven't even seen it. That's it's exciting. A card. It's um a bird and she sings right. <gasps> That's fun. Uh oh. <gasps> I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. I know. Okay, so the nightingale. It's fearless voice, speech, communication, or song. <gasps> Aww. That works out. It does. If that's not the perfect like card, that's so cute. It's Sorry. always the perfect card. Yeah. Okay, so true. the song of the nightingale is otherworldly. The simple brown bird, almost unnoticeable among the flashy plumage of other birds, transports its listener to the realm of poetry. Nightingale energy is with us when we write, compose, and especially when we sing. I could cry. This is so sweet. It reminds <laughs> us that music heals the deepest wounds. This card indicates a need to open the bridge between the heart and the voice. Is there something you need to say? How long has it been since you sang? Turn it up, write it down, and let it out. When in balance, sings, speaks freely with kindness. When out of balance, shy, lump in the throat. To bring into balance, music. Damn. This is perfect. I know. know. Have we we said why I'm on the podcast today yet? I mean, no, not really. So... Yeah, this is perfect because the reason I'm on the podcast is to talk about my band and music. Yes. Can we have a band? Okay, talk all about it. Give us the spiel. How did it start? What's the name? What's up? My band is Paper Sister. We formed about a year ago, and we started playing live shows last August. So we're pretty new. This is my first band. I've never done this before. Uh, The other members of the band have been in other bands, have played out live more, but this is my first time doing that. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work. It can sometimes be frustrating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) I think that goes with any creative endeavor, though. Sure. I knew my current, although he's outgoing, guitarist through grad school, and I met my drummer through online dating, which is funny because (laughs) I've had a lot of terrible online dating stories. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This was the original reason Becca wanted to have me on the podcast was to talk about my funny Instagram. Oh, yeah. Forever single millennial or single forever millennial i can't remember that's which so one funny is. that's exactly what i said earlier i was like so she's in this band she has her instagram it's single forever millennial or forever single millennial it's i don't know which one it was that's exactly what i said single forever because then we had to look it up and make and, yeah. and fact check <laughs> yeah because i'll Just be single forever <laughs> i don't know how true that is but <laughs> yeah i mean do you plan <laughs> on leaving austin <laughs> do i plan on leaving austin yeah not anytime soon. I mean, then you're probably going to be single forever. Okay, <laughs> it's fine. I'd rather have a band than a boyfriend. Hell yeah. 
So I feel yes. like that should be a song. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd yeah. rather have a band than a boyfriend. I think that's yeah. a vibe of like Yeah. It just needs to be a vibe. Work, bitch, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. That is that is the vibe. The nightingale vibe. Yeah. We shall and, say. And so now I have two new band members that are were in the process of onboarding. Mm-hmm. One is a guitarist that I met through a mutual friend slash booker and a bassist who's friends with my guitarist. They're both mm. super badass and we're working on launching revamping paper sister 2.0 with them cool so that makes are there gonna be four people in your band then mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah. cool sweet and you've played at chair up charlie's chair up charlie's hotel vegas stay gold who am i forgetting those are the big ones yeah and yeah have, that's big i'd say i, I love stay gold i do too uh-huh yeah the booker there is really amazing and it was one of our better shows for sure the crowd is so great like i love trip charlie's but it's just a little too hipster for me where i feel like stay gold is just that like perfect amount of hipster that's just so great i love that bar (laughs) i feel like it's hard to even say that some venues are like so great and the crowd is great i think the crowd's the problem in austin it's like people are i hardly ever see them actually like get into the music they just stand there or yeah. they, I feel like they get so awkward because they don't want to be seen enjoying something in fear of not looking cool. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. like tour? Oh my gosh, I'm so eager to tour. Yeah. yeah. Go to the Midwest. Yeah. And tour there because they like <laughs> definitely appreciate music more so. Because like I grew up in the music scene as well. Oh cool. And like more metal, not so much like anything else, but still small shows. I mean, yeah. tiny venues and churches and stuff. Um. <laughs> oh, those church shows. I would love to play a church show. I don't know if you guys like Chelsea Wolf at all, mm-hmm. but she played in the uh, Some Central sort of Presbyterian huge... Church yeah. for, uh, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on the name now? <laughs> it's because I'm on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Levitation Fest last year, and it was mm. really beautiful. She pulled out all the stops with the set and lighting and the sound it was just amazing i don't know much about her music i have listened to her but she's like a artist like a straight artist which is everything she does which is like really cool yeah i agree yeah, with that she's cool that'd be cool to tour how would you tour and work or would you not i would use vacation time oh hell yeah there you I, go you would never think it but being a state employee is the best uh, position to be in or the best work to be in if you are creative because you can use your vacation to go on tour you make enough money to maybe stay in hotels every once in a while and not huh. just try to find couches to sleep on and if if you don't have a super grueling job you work as many and sometimes fewer hours than some service folks because service folks work more than 40 hours dang yeah huh I would have never guessed. I feel like the people, a lot of people I know that work for the state, I mean, they all seem fine. Just like, it just seems like they're just chilling. So I guess that probably is what you mean. Huh. I like that, though, because that's like cool. You have like a career. Yeah. Because a lot of people that I know that have been been in bands, like they work at like a taco place. Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. Or like. I don't know. Are Chipotle. there people that are really like super pumped to work for the state? Because I feel like I've never seen one of those some, people. some people, yeah. I yeah. went to school with some of them and some people have the dream of just being a public servant and more power to them. And I'm friends with some of them. Uh-huh. And uh, 
you know, just, but it's, it's a great way to make a living doing interesting, meaningful, challenging work. Yeah. Hmm. Just like the term public servant, though, feels physically like it sounds weighing. <laughs> it's not sexy. It's not no. sexy at all. It's not sexy. I mean, that's okay. It doesn't have to be sexy. They can be sexy in their creative field, I guess. I was going to say, there's probably somebody out there that thinks it's sexy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are True. some policy wonks. Yeah. True. I'm <laughs> like, really? Someone's got to think so. I can't wait for However, all my friends to listen to this and be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i forgot there are people other people are gonna listen to this now because you're on it oh my goodness okay hi state workers we love you you're great thank are, you are keep the up state, the good work are the state workers gonna listen to this yeah i think, so. I think they're gonna have to they're some of my closest friends yeah hey hi um forget everything i said negative about the state texas is awesome oh my no, god no, it's no. fine it's fine we're allowed to have our own opinions <laughs> and, and some of the work that we do is really detail oriented it's really in the weeds and it can get monotonous and you know just boring boring and rote it can be that way hmm. it you, can be really interesting it it ebbs and flows I think it's like any other job where you have the monotony of the day in day out and mm-hmm. the grind and that goes with any job and I, I don't really see our job as any different than anyone else's yeah I That's mean, fair. how did you get into music then, doing a job like that? Like, um, I feel like... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, no, you're fine. I'm just like, how does that even... How do you fall into that? I <laughs> have had a musical instrument in my hand since I was about 10. Like a lot of kids, my parents made sure that I and my siblings learned piano. Mm. I did band for 12 years. I played flute starting in sixth grade through college. And I picked up guitar at the end of that time. And then singing, you fell into that one? I've or always, have you just always sang? Uh, when I was four. I've always <laughs> sung uh, ever since my brother and sister dared me to steal the microphone at the host stand at a TGI Fridays. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big That's break. Bold. Yeah. They, oh, I love they that. love to tell that story. How do they go? I don't remember. How does the story go? That they dared me to do it. And, and you did? I did it. And my parents didn't realize what was happening. So they had three kids. Yeah, yeah. And were outnumbered. Uh-huh. And I started singing <laughs> uh, Dan Fogelberg on the on the host Dan mic. Aww. Yeah. My we're, mom was a I huge Dan Fogelberg story. fan. Yeah. That's so sweet. Were your parents really into music too? Not super into music. No. Are your siblings? Yes. Uh, My brother was also in band, and my sister never did music. She was more of a visual artist, but she's one of those people with encyclopedic knowledge of music, and so she, they both definitely rubbed off on me, or influenced me in different ways. Neat. I know I, like, I got a lot of my music taste from my siblings, because both of yours are older, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mine are older, and my sister was the one that was listening to, like, Chevelle and Coheed and Cambria and stuff like that and like more system of a down and corn and things and so I kind of got into that from her and then David was listening to Smashing Pumpkins and here I am with my Smashing Pumpkin shirt I wore this for you today yay I love it stuff like that so I don't even know if I have my own original music taste of things that came through me I think it was all kind of from them derived Except my chemical romance. That I got all on my own and they hated me for it. But yeah. I mean, I, I feel I like, them. I don't know. I Can't still lie. listen to the same things that I did when I was younger as well, though. I feel like the used forever is going to be oh like, God. yeah. 
Yeah. What is your favorite band? Ooh, this is tough. I have tough a tough time narrowing it down to one band. I can give you a short list. I would say like, yeah. A short list. Yeah. Let's five, have it. Top five-ish. Okay. <laughs> top, top five-ish. Oh, those are my dogs. Oh, Pizza Hut. Hold on. Did they get Pizza Hut? That's fucked is up. Is that Pizza That's Hut? disgusting. My brother got Pizza Hut last night, and now Brian's like, I have to have pizza. He's like instantly addicted. That's his problem. That's why he didn't want to get better pizza. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> I can't, I can't lie, though. I really had a couple pieces of cold pizza this morning, and it transported me back to, like, 1998 when my mom would leave us 20 bucks so we could order pizza when she was at work. <laughs> and then I'd eat my cold pizza in the morning, and it feels wow, good. Wow, that wasn't just me. No. Who, your mom wasn't home either? No. <laughs> just kidding. I love no, pizza. It's wasn't. probably my favorite food. Oh, we're, so good. Okay, so where's your favorite pizza from? Home Slice. Yes. Okay. Amen. Yes. I, I love like that thick buttery crust. Oh, Ooh, so good. Okay, so I wish they would make a stuffed crust, gluten-free crust. It's got to be somewhere. Yeah. Why don't you make it? it? Immediately. There's a market. Side hustle. Pizza maker. I'm surprised that doesn't exist. Let's manifest it. God damn it. We're going to manifest it. All right. Back to your favorite band. Sorry. <laughs> Short list of favorite bands. Now all I can think about is pizza. <laughs> is there a band with pizza in the name? Yes, the Pizza Underground. Oh, it's okay. Macaulay Culkin's band. Oh, great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Why do you know that? Because that was Brian and I's first date. We went and saw Macaulay Culkin's band, the Pizza Underground. And they literally have one girl who has a drumstick and a pizza box. And she hits it. And they do covers of the Velvet Underground where they change the lyrics to be about pizza. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. They're actually really good. It's surprising. Like, surprisingly quality music. Whoa. I know. And I'm not wearing it today, but I have a little pizza necklace that we wear to commemorate it because we're dorky. Oh, that's cute. I I like that. (laughs) Thanks. Anyway, Camille's favorite band. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's what we were talking about. Trying. So, Smashing Pumpkins, like uh-huh. you mentioned earlier. Yep, yep. I love Siamese Dream and Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. They're the best. I'm forever in love with those albums. Yep. At the Drive-In and Mars Volta. Oh. PJ mm-hmm. Harvey, Nick Cave. I know there are a lot more. Um, Misfits and Dead Kennedys. Um, Mazzy Star, The Sundays. I like shoegaze stuff, so of course I love My Bloody Valentine. <laughs> I know that I'm leaving oh my awesome. God. Was that like a long time ago? I oh, wait, st- bullet for my Valentine. Is That's what, what you're thinking, thinking of. of. Yeah. Dang. They're all old bands, but I still love them. Yeah. Savages like are amazing. I like how we said short list and she's just rattled off like 20. Hey, I said five-ish. <laughs> I true, mean, true. whatever. There's a lot of different genres and subgenres that I like. And yeah. It seems like it. It was like, so these are my top three from this genre. And then these are my top three from this genre. So I feel like, yeah, that's cool. No, that's okay. Do you feel like any of them in particular influence the music that you make? Oh, all of them. All the ones I just listed, for sure. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So what kind of music do you play? Like, what kind of band does, or what genre does your band fall in? We brand ourselves as post-punk, but we do a little of everything because, you know, I don't want to pigeonhole the band and make us be dedicated to one subgenre. Mm-hmm. But also, I just, I like a lot of different things, and we all do. 
That's totally fair. Yeah. Brian's favorite band ever is Thrice, and every single album they've ever come out with is completely different, like sounds completely different. So I think there's room for that sort of thing, you know? Like yeah. they might, I don't even know what would you say is Thrice, like what even type of band are they? Metal? Emo. They're not, they're just kind of emo. They're emo. They're kind of emo. Yeah. It's just emo. Emotions, they're in there, you yeah. know? It's fine. And they come out in different ways and different styles, and it's cool. Are they Ugh. the ones that did the Elements album, or is that someone else? Might be a different you know, emo band. That's a great question. <laughs> it's Brian's favorite band. I, I've seen them a lot of times because <laughs> we go. If he, if he hears this, he's yelling yeah. the answer in the other yeah, room. Yeah, probably. He should be yelling the answer from the other room, actually. I know. He also knows there. like everything about music ever. He's probably a lot like your sister. Where, yeah. That's how Alex is, too. He knows every song, every word to every song, knows what album it was. We could be anywhere, and he would know exactly what song is playing. And I'm like... I know. I feel like if you were to ask me, like, what is a guitar, I'd be like... "Uh uh (laughs) You know, in this moment, I'd be like, I don't... It's that one, right? (laughs) But I feel like... I can't think of anything. But it's also on the spot, so I don't know. Music is like... um, a talent that I wish I had. I'm very envious of people oh, yeah. that are like Same. musically talented. I can't keep a beat. Especially piano and singing. Those two mm-hmm. things are like violin. I tried. I really do love the sound of the violin. I just suck at it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's definitely a gift for sure. For oh, sure. It's a combo. When I did band as a kid, when I was younger, I definitely fell into the category of people who have to practice more and have mm-hmm. less of the innate ability. Mm-hmm. But your innate ability only gets you so far. And if you work really hard at it, you can go pretty far. I feel like you almost take it for granted if you're just like blessed with it. Like if you actually fucking work for it, mm-hmm. I feel like that there's a different appreciation and a different grind behind your music career if you choose to make one absolutely yeah does music for you like help balance out your day-to-day or do you feel like I don't know it would just be there no matter what I don't know how does how does it fit into your life as you've made it do you have to like really make time for it or is it just like happen yeah, like not even a for somebody that has like a side hustle of like music, say they work for a very similar like rigid kind of job like you have and they want to explore something creative, what advice would you give that person on like time management? I think find some tool that can help you to be good at time management. I pride myself on being decent at time management. And even with that, I still struggle to find and make the time for it. Mm. What would you say a tool would be? I have a passion planner. Have y'all heard of that? (laughs) No, I'm about to write it down. (laughs) Jamie loves planners. (laughs) I'm like maybe selfishly asking for myself. It's great. At the beginning of the year, it has you map map out what your goals are for the year, for the next few years, for even just the next few months. Oh, you're speaking her language. I know that face. That's like a (laughs) divine inspiration right there. It's happening. And you track it week to week. And at the end of each month, it asks you a few questions that are more introspective, like, how do you feel about your accomplishments this month? What went well? What didn't? What can you do better next month? How is your progress towards your big goal? That's like holding yourself accountable, like using an app. 
mm-hmm. like that sucks if you were just to, like download it and then never use it i'd feel like a failure oh like i looked at it 13 of the apps that i have on my phone <laughs> <laughs> i also have a few of those yeah for sure you i guys... think there is something different about like physically writing and like having it rather than it just being something i don't know digital there's Wait, such so a it, different level this passion planner is an app uh, it's physical. I think they might have apps. Oh, it's a physical thing? Oh, my God. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I thought it was an app. I just wrote it down. And they have they have them uh, so that they're blank, so that you can, you know, you don't have to start at the beginning of a year, but they also have what? ones that start These at the beginning so of a year. These are so cute. Yeah. Okay, you guys, this is like the greatest thing ever. Um, and I love it because I can make this a part of my nighttime routine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, half price, priced books. Like last year, I bought this manifesting journal is what it's called. It's only for 30 days, which is, I don't know. I was going to say annoying, but I guess it's not annoying if you use it. But it's annoying for me because I used it like two days. And then I stopped because I have a hard time doing the same thing every day. And yeah, so, but luckily I use pencil so I can just erase everything and start over <laughs> whenever yeah. I want. I mean, but it just sits in there, and I stare at it, and I'm like, I don't want to ma- manifest anything. <laughs> this is stupid. And then I, you know, then wonder why I haven't manifested anything. I know. I was going to say, Beck, if you, like, just... Could you don't... imagine if I put my mind to something, what would happen? I mean, you're pretty powerful, so I think you should maybe just try. <laughs> I mean, you put your mind to this podcast, and it's happening. Yeah, man. That's true. That's only because I have help. <laughs> I mean, same. I mean, we both hold this thing up like this together on each side. So, <laughs> um, wow, I'm inspired. I'm pumped on this passion planner. So, passion planner just makes me feel like we need to bring up that you're a Virgo rising because I feel like that's I a very it. Virgo thing to okay. do. Okay. Yeah. Wait, I, do you know a lot about astrology? I don't. I know I'm a Scorpio. She knows she's a Scorpio. Oh, uh, I thought she was a Leo sun. I was so She's a Leo off. moon. Yep. I, I get it. So I, I know this because I, I put it. her in my time passages like three appointments ago. And um, yeah, Camille, Scorpio sun, Leo wow. moon, Virgo she rising. She has a Scorpio stellium and a third house stellium. <laughs> I have a third house stellium. You do. Third house is communication. It's okay. also Gemini. Jamie's a Gemini. <laughs> that you're looking at one. That's okay. Oh my God. Yeah. Yikes. Gemini in the flesh. Um, <laughs> Wait, I don't know. <laughs> Camille's just like looking at me for guidance and I'm like, just <laughs> It makes sense. So, okay. Well, tell her everything she needs to know. Well, you're a Scorpio sun, which I was really thrown off by this because I thought she was like, she's for sure a fucking Virgo moon or rising if she was a Leo sun. <sighs> Okay, sorry. I'm just shook. I actually looked at this, like, intentionally, and I'm like, okay. So she's a Scorpio sun. She is a Leo moon. And Virgo rising. And Virgo (laughs) rising. And then her Libra is also in Mars, which is also in her first house, which is very interesting. Mars is the planet of your, like, masculine energy, and it's in Libra, which is a very feminine sign. Um... And we're talking about, like, planning, and I feel like whenever Libra is in Mars, like, people are very, like, um... Diplomatic. Seeing both sides. Not so rigid. Yeah, but, like, Mars is the planet of, like, aggression and moving forward. It's the planet Mm. that rules Aries, right? Oh, that makes sense. So, yeah, I mean... I think I see what you're trying to say. It's, like, you're 
moving things forward, but you're doing it in a very lightly. slow, yeah, like eh. You're weighing, you're weighing your options. Hold I don't on. know. Let's take a look here. I forgot I could read something instead of trying to put things into my own fucking words. Okay. Ooh. Your Mars is in Libra, meaning while it may take you a while to make a decision, you assert yourself in a way that is fair-minded and relativistic, though sometimes passive-aggressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to own it. <laughs> <laughs> you do have to own it. It's fine. Everyone else knows. It's fine. <laughs> but everyone else listening to this will tell me afterwards, yes, you are absolutely that way. <laughs> Whether you want to own it or not. That's so funny. But then the... her Venus, her feminine energy is also in Libra. Ooh. Um, meaning your romantic sign is idealistic and eager to please. You want to... You want... This is why Jamie doesn't read. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Can't. Okay. That's okay. It's going to be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Your Venus is in Libra, meaning your romantic side is idealistic and eager to please. You want an equitable relationship and you're willing to make compromises to get there. You can be a little self-obsessed and may have trouble being realistic or loyal in your relationships. It's in your second house, meaning that for you, love is often expressed in money and material possessions. Interesting. I don't know how do you feel about that i agree it's just with everything except the uh difficulty with loyalty i know you the... seem like a loyal person she's a fucking leo moon of course she's loyal mm. and yes. the materialistic thing doesn't really drive with me understandable i feel like the virgo rising i just mentioned it to um one of the my coworkers today she was just like in and out, but she's our one of our go-to astrology people. Her name's TJ. Shout Peach. out. And I was like, I'm interviewing someone on the podcast today. She's a Scorpio Leo Virgo. And she was, what did she say? I wrote it down. <laughs> she was like, oh, Virgo rising. That's so rare to have. And I was like, I know. And she said that they just want to come off as helpful and smart. And then she ran away. That was like the one thing I got from her because she was like in a, you know, but Pretty that was the one thing that came off. She's a Virgo that, moon. So, of course, she was like, uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Yeah. She was like, they just want to come off as helpful and smart. And I was like, that is Camille. I see that. I see that a lot. Your Mercury is in Sagittarius, though, which I feel like maybe the Mercury and Sagittarius and the Virgo rising kind of dance in your dry humor because the way that you... <laughs> communicate comes from mercury and sagittarius are very like goofy and like joke around a lot and but like also like very to the point um and virgos can be kind of dry so hey there you go here we are here we are bam dry humor bam camille camille she's here (laughs) with us right now sagittarius mercury (laughs) no just kidding (laughs) but sagittarius is a fire sign so that's also i think important Mm mm-hmm yeah. Are you emotional? I can be. I feel like in the past few years, I've evened out a lot. Hmm. What were you like a few years ago? I was just a lot more anxious and had more anxiety spikes and hmm. got depressed more often. And, you know, now I'm more unflappable. I'm not completely that way. There are things that bug me, but I'm just a lot more mild-mannered and even even keeled i'd say so Mm. what changed how did you get from being anxious to not so anxious well i started seeing a therapist Ooh, holler 
and um not not everybody knows this not even my friends but i went on medication and that helped a lot and i don't always like to talk about it because there is still a huge stigma around that but it helped me a lot and i've become a bit of an advocate for it within my closer social circle yeah well no stigma here in the zen room studio talk about it can i ask which one you're on yeah uh the zoloft generic Ah, the one that starts with an S. That was the one I was on. That was like a lifesaver for me. Yeah. Like, I would probably go on it again if I wanted to be on medication. But, yeah. I mean, I was on it this summer. Needed it for sure. Yeah, she Um, did. It was crazy. It was great. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sertraline, I think is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And then they put me on Adderall with it. And then then I just stopped taking it all because Adderall is terrible. And I don't. I'm not an advocate for that. (laughs) That's for sure. But yes, antidepressants, if you're sad, get on one. Like, why not? You know, yeah. and you probably feel the most confident that you could feel. So then being the frontman of a band, I mean, or front woman of a band. Yeah. It's important. Mm-hmm. You're the face of the band in so many ways that people don't think about. You know, when you're up on stage, you're thinking about banter and how am I going to interact with the audience? And also, if you're a singer and you play something, you know you're thinking about what are the lyrics and mm-hmm. when do I come in and sometimes your brain will go in and out and you'll forget a part or you know accidentally skip a measure when you're playing and and if you're playing like we are we use a lot of pedals and so you throw that in the mix too wow I okay, cannot so, even yeah. like wrap my head around that that's so crazy performing that's amazing like what does it feel like to perform I don't get nervous, but leading up to it, when we're setting up our gear, when I'm interacting with the venue staff ahead of time and my bandmates, my, my, I'm just thinking about 10,000 different things. And I'm trying to make sure that I'm doing everything I need to and that I don't forget anything. And I'm making sure that like my mic is in the right position, which it's not always ideal, <laughs> but I try to get things as good as they need to be and making sure that everything's plugged in, that I'm in tune, that all my pedals are working and that the levels are working. Sometimes your gear doesn't play well with the the venue. So we've had some issues with my vocal pedal and some of the levels at, at venues. Hmm. Crazy. Do you have like different like rituals like Mariah Carey has to drink like three sips of water at 78 degrees and then like you know spin around in a circle and then yell at somebody like wait that's I, an actual routine I mean probably I, yeah. I hear shit like that though that like there's some like crazy some people, people well yeah need. or even like baseball players you know there's like so much um what's the word superstition or something you know oh. like do you have any like weird superstitious like rituals and stuff that aren't weird I'm not trying to call you out I <laughs> For most of our gigs, I've tried to run through the set before on the night of. Uh-huh. And, you know, we practice as a band a few days before a gig usually, or maybe sometimes the day before. I'll try to practice on my own a few days leading up to it to make sure that it's all in muscle memory, to make sure it's foolproof, to make sure there's nothing that, to get all, to work out all the mistakes in the practices so that it's mm-hmm. as good as it can be for the stage. But you don't have to eat like three marshmallows the day before. <laughs> no, no, okay, no. Cool. I don't really Just get wondering. nervous. I may have gotten nervous for our first few shows. I 
get slightly nervous now, but it's more so that I'm thinking of, okay, I have to do this and I have to do this. And this is when I need to leave by. And, mm-hmm. you know, in addition to that, I'm primping a little bit and right. um, people can look up, you know, like what I do for makeup and outfits, but I try to do something glittery and a very Karen O type outfit. Yes. Oh, love her stage outfits are great. I don't know if you've seen them, Jane. But and that's, some, that's someone else I left off They're the so list. Fun. The yeah, yeah, yeah is one of my favorites. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 as you say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm funny. See? Those are yeah. my I like it. I appreciate it. Camille, what's your Instagram? Or where would For I the band, paper it's sister? Paper Sister. So paper.sister. She has Sorry. to see the outfits. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what she's going for. Oh, cute. See? Oh, guys, she's wearing like a gold sequin skirt with tights. What kind of shoes are those? Those are so cute. Just black slides. Okay. I, I would but love to like, wear heels, but like leather. Sure, right? that's scary. And then with pedals yeah, and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't want to balance mm-hmm. on one foot. Yeah. Wearing a high heel oh my God. during and a show. This shirt no. it's too much. So cute. Do you like jump around? Oh my God. What? Wait, where are those slides from? Because you're wearing them again there. Oh yeah, I just wear them for everything. Because they're worn in a little bit and they're comfy. They're cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Comfort like is key. How do I find them? You're wearing <laughs> them all the time. They're the cutest things. They're Vince. I suggest going to Nordstrom or when they're having a sale Vince? or Nordy Rack. Vince is the mm-hmm. brand. Yeah, they make the most comfortable slides. I think I've Ooh. gotten a pair of their shoes from the Nordstrom Rack before. Sounds very familiar. I think. Not those. The shoes I take my dogs out to go potty, and I think of it. Yeah, <laughs> I've had them forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Um, They're really yeah. comfy, though. Yeah, totally comfy. This episode brought to you by Passion Planner and Vince. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> now give us some money and, and free the, yeah, product. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Pay me. Cute bitch, but have my money from Rihanna. <laughs> bitch, but I have my money. Okay. And then now we come back in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the the break music got it intermission as we call it yes um okay let's talk about your um 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 single forever millennial instagram okay. how okay. did how did that come up and what can we find if we go to said instagram it started when i gave online dating another shot i tried it in 2016 2017 and then took a long break until like I forget when, maybe fall 2018 is when I started again Mm -hmm. and realized that it was just as bad, if not worse than before, but (laughs) I was in a really good place. And so I was able to make fun of it. And I would just post on Facebook about all the ridiculous things I was encountering, Mm -hmm. like overly aggressive males, or I mean, men just are so not self-aware of how they come across on these things they're so condescending and misogynistic Mm. and very judgmental i I don't think they realize how much they're shooting themselves in the foot with dating yeah and shallow i feel like the way that they communicate is very shallow maybe that's not how they feel on the inside but yeah they're just like dumb yeah when they talk about what they want they want a woman who looks like a supermodel and who doesn't talk like a valley girl Those are just some of the things that are sticking out to me. But then they don't seem to bring anything to the table themselves in their profile. Mm. And they come across as brooding and mopey and 
I'm I'm sorry, guys. This is uh, I'm sorry to shit on y'all, but <laughs> you got you, it. You don't come across great in the online dating world. No. Ew. So was it just on like which apps, or have you been on all of them? Have you tried? I don't know. I don't know. Hinge There's so many and out Bumble there. Bumble and OkCupid. Ah, oh, okay. so you didn't do Tinder. That's good. I I have still have never done Tinder. Oh my god. <sighs> I have don't. not either. Thankfully, that was after my time in the dating world. I don't even know what I would do. It seems terrible. You would probably it download terrible. it, spend two hundred dollars on it, swipe. Yes That's on what's everyone. crazy is that people spend like a lot of money. Yeah. Just to like see people, you know, get talked down to mm-hmm. or whatever, like yeah. all this weird stuff. It's so weird that we live in a world where like we're swiping yes or no on people. I know. And then if they're good enough, then you fuck for the night and then maybe never talk again i feel like that's what tinder's for oh, okay hinge seems to be the cutest one though i like it at least <laughs> not for myself but like i don't know it seems fun to like i would want a job where i could just set up people's hinge profiles i think Ooh, <laughs> side hustle <laughs> maybe that's that. what you should do oh yeah just as another side hustle or like use it to be like help me revamp your dating profile i thought about doing that for a while about doing consulting there are apparently people out there who do that and make money on that yes wait a second here consultants that's what's up consulting cgc (laughs) tire girl consult hey guys can we help you with your hinge slash tinder profiles let us know (laughs) Call Camille at her state desk. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see her at a show. Yes. Paper sister. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I'll tell you, you have what a show. you're doing wrong. Right. Yes. Yes. Oh, please. People need to know what they're, they're doing wrong. For real. <laughs> Just so you guys know. We all need work. <laughs> well, hey, online dating brought you the drummer in your band, right? It's true. So and, yeah, that's tell good. That story. Can you tell that story? Um... I mean, can you give, like, an <laughs> overview of the story? We're not dating, just to be clear. Like, yeah. we're just bandmates. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we just, we got coffee at Epoch and um, talked about what we were doing in our lives. And I think we were both eager to start up a band. And, mm. you know, I played a, a demo for him that I wrote and he was like oh this is pretty cool and he sent me links to his old band's page and they sounded kind of like at the drive-in mars volta which i really love them as i said earlier and so yeah we started the band and my friend michael that i had done some songwriting with in the past and had done a house show with in the past you know brought him in and the rest is history Hmm. so what comes first the music or the lyrics or just you get like a little in your head and then you have to like write it like how does how does the inspiration come for that and yeah like how do you guys choose what it's going to be as a band sorry that was a lot oh no it's okay it's okay <laughs> this is all good stuff that i want to talk about and all it kind of goes together so for the inspiration it kind of varies sometimes i'll get ideas sometimes you know i'll just be writing out because one thing they suggest you do is just start writing and i feel pretty confident in my writing abilities thank you school (laughs) (laughs) master's degree i'm not taking any credit for it it's all school (laughs) making me write and making me a confident writer Uh and so sometimes i'll start that way and just let myself write for 20 minutes and then sometimes 
the ideas will come to me for music after that. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes I'll be trying to play something by ear, and this is something common that happens to a lot of other musicians, and you won't get quite the right line, but you come up with something that you think is interesting, oh. and you'll use that. Cool. Um, yeah, it's just there's a lot of different ways that ideas can come to you. I think something people don't realize is it's not really magical. I mean, it can be. You can have moments of inspiration, but it's a lot of trying really hard to get ideas. It's sitting down with your guitar or piano or whatever your preferred instrument is and trying to get something out, trying to get ideas and nothing coming. And then eventually you get a slow drip. A true artist. That's so cool. Music is such a weird art. I know. It's it like so foreign to me. I'm just like, what? <laughs> like your brain works that way. It's so weird. But do you ever and just great. Like pick up an instrument and just start playing it for fun and just like seeing what it will do and like the things you can make with it? Because I feel like that is like first and foremost, like you are making something with your words and your music. Oh, God. That's so cool. <laughs> I know. Like, mind blown. Mm-hmm, for real. But she said she played a bunch of different things. I know, that's what I mean. Like, oh. do you ever, do you still play the piano? I haven't um, in a really long time. I know what all the notes are because I learned it as a kid, but I don't have that coordination. Um, with every instrument comes a certain coordination. And so for piano, you've got the left and right hand doing different things. <clears throat> I feel like playing rhythm guitar and singing is pretty easy for me most of the time you're just doing chords or arpeggios and singing and of course that takes coordination and ramping up to get to the point where you can do it all at once relatively smoothly but it's easier to me than playing piano do you like then write like write music out like do you how do you like remember what you did like when is, you do something, you know, like yeah. if it's not like recorded, do you, what do you, what do you say? <laughs> I, try, I try to record on my phone because it's the best representation of it. Yeah. And sometimes when I'll get ideas in my head and I won't be in the best position to put them on guitar, like I'm driving or I'm about to go to bed and mm-hmm. I'll just sing what the melody is that I have. And sometimes that's not even a good representation for the next day Mm. you know I'll try to replicate or remember what I was thinking and it the idea will be useless unfortunately huh Hmm. whoa imagine people like Mozart or whatever that like didn't have recording capabilities and stuff like what did they even do you know did they just like hand write like music notes and stuff probably yeah they probably just wrote on sheet music and put what the um Time signature was what the notes were, what the rhythm was. That's crazy. Et cetera. There's so much. Like my brain hurts with all this information. It like I it's stuff that I just I can't like I just have no musical anything. It is something that you have to learn at a young age. So nuts. Because even like I was in choir and I like I said played the violin and I knew how to read music a tiny bit for that like three years that I even tried to do anything with music, like. I don't even know anything. Like, I forgot it all. Like, I feel like music <laughs> is like a practice, right? Like, like if you don't use it, you lose it kind of thing. Would you agree? It can be. Yeah, when I pick up my flute and try to play it, like, I'll try to play um, Sure Shot by the Beastie Boys, the flute <laughs> part that's in the background <laughs> on that song. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do-do-do. That one. You uh-huh. guys know. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And it, it just sounds awful. <laughs> I know what all the notes are. I can find them all pretty quickly, but it sounds awful. Huh. That's like when I, I took a music class in, I think I was in seventh grade or eighth grade. And we had <laughs> our final project was to play a song on the piano. And we got to choose between like five different little songs. And I mean, they weren't long by any means. It was probably like two minutes worth of messing around. And I practiced and practiced and I thought it sounded so good and I was so excited and I was so into it because I really have always wanted to play the piano. I think that's so cool. And um, one of the other girls in my class had the same song because there were only a couple to choose from. And she went before me and her sounded so different from mine. And I was just like thinking to myself, (laughs) she sucks. (laughs) (laughs) like she is terrible she did not did she even like try you know and the teacher is like oh Danielle that was great and then I was like that was great what does she mean like this is so not what mine sounds like and so then (laughs) oh no was yours the one that actually sucked (laughs) asshole I feel like you deserved it (laughs) (laughs) just kidding (laughs) I tried really hard I thought it was great. I knew all the notes, you know. I I could read the music like t- like it makes sense in a level of like seeing it and understanding, but I guess the motion of it coming out of my body is something that's totally not right what according they call to it? my teacher. Tone deaf. Okay. I don't, no, I'm saying I'm tone deaf. I probably I very well could be. I don't know. But okay. <laughs> slow down. Either way, I went up, poured my heart into this little, you know, minute long song, and my teacher just like said, "Thank you." Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, "Oh man." Okay. How old were you? I was like 13 14 you know so it was then that I knew that music was just not for me I guess even though I thought I did great but apparently not this was on the piano Mm -hmm. it sounds like what you're describing isn't tone deafness but just difficulty with the rhythms maybe I don't know I wasn't oh probably I can't keep a beat so (laughs) I'll be the first to admit that so yeah that probably was the problem is me I still struggle with it for what it's worth. Sometimes we'll wow. have weird rhythms and it takes every fiber of my being to just like get it right. Like try really hard. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, I think there's something with like my mind body connection that's just not quite right. I got to work on that. Even in volleyball, that was hard. Mm-hmm. There was like <laughs> yeah. one day they were trying to teach us how to like the like three steps to jump and like smack the ball oh, over the net outside hitter yeah. yeah so they tried to teach that and i was like the only one that it's like couldn't jump get hop it. you have so much grace <laughs> <laughs> i again tried so hard there were like four steps it's like left right left jump and i like couldn't do it <laughs> and my, oh my, my coach was like okay you're gonna work on this alone off you're ruining the group all going in a line and doing it and again like cried it was like this is upsetting i feel like you would have been a great setter i wasn't i was great in the back i can bump when it comes up i was really good at serving that was my specialty huh. where and but not jump serving god forbid i had oh, to yeah, use my same, feet same. yeah so Did you ever there's play just sports? too much stuff going on i played volleyball and i was a distance runner oh distance running I did Why? two half marathons <laughs> yeah. in the past 
few years. That's amazing. Because I'm good at it. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Cool. And it feels good to do something that you're good at. So. Oh yeah, I yeah. agree. Wow. What's something you do that you're good at? I was just thinking. I was like, what am I good at? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm good at anything. <laughs> I know when I'm not good at something, and then I know that I'm never going to do it again, like volleyball and play the piano. I know I like to do things. There's things I that I enjoy doing. I just don't think I'm necessarily great at them. Do you have a lot of patience, Camille? No. Really? She's a Scorpio. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. I'm a bad improviser, so that's my mm. thing that I'm bad at. Mm. Interesting. Huh. Welcome to the pod that where you have to Didn't, improvise okay. this whole time. So I didn't want to tell your story, but I read on your Instagram, or was it somewhere, that there was a show recently where like your string broke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. tell that story so I don't tell the story because I don't know the story. To sure, so this was a show that was a few weeks ago. It was a great show. Um, there was a great turnout. It was a lot of fun. The other bands were really nice. And in our second song, my E string, it didn't break clean off but it unraveled and so it was really loose and during the song I was like "Ah, something is wrong and it just made it impossible for me to to do what I was doing Mm. and so improvise I mean I just had to keep going I knew that it was terrible and I was like well I'm just gonna you know play on the other strings what I think it should be Hmm. and um and then, uh, yeah, one of the other bands happened to have a Strat, and that's what I play. And so I borrowed his. He must have put new strings on them, though, because I had a, the hardest time tuning it. Um, and then even after the next song, I had to tune it again. So just technical difficulties, but we were able to get through it, and people seemed excited about the set in spite of that. So nice. it was great. Do you get, like, hot when that happens? You know what I mean? That's how I, f- I would feel, like, like ugh, like why isn't it working, you know? <laughs> that, that's me. <laughs> a little bit. I think that because you have to do so much when you play live, you don't have time to freak out. Mm. The time or the headspace to freak out. You just think about, okay, what do I need to do to make this stop, you know, or what do I need to do? Wow. I'd say that means you're great at improvising. Because I feel like me, who would be just, like, so emotional about it, like, my brain just stops working, and then I, I like, literally can't do anything to, like, save my life. (laughs) But if you can turn that off and then be rational, wow. Yeah. Way to go. (laughs) I think a lot of what working up to playing live is about is being able to play through the mistakes and not Mm. acknowledging them Mm -hmm. and just to keep going. Yeah. And so once you've gotten to practice enough with your band once you guys have gotten to know like each other's cues and idiosyncrasies you're able to do that with success a lot more Mm. and so that the audience doesn't notice it as much yeah so one thing you'll hear a lot of bands say and even some of my favorite bands that have played forever they'll say oh that was a terrible set and as the audience you don't notice it yeah I think there's a lot to be to say about that like with our job if we do someone's color right it's like they're literally not going to know the difference between like these two shades of gold you know like but to us it was like that was way too copper or something or sometimes you know or like they literally I have to tell myself that all the time be like they have no idea like they're not mm -hmm. gonna know the difference between this so me stressing out about it is nothing I'm sure it's probably does feel different with music and stuff and like because but if they don't even know your song you know, exactly. like, what, are they going to know that you didn't 
know what this word was you know or that yeah. you like messed up the lyrics or something yeah. like they don't know it's less it, noticeable and that must be kind of freeing in a way it that freed me in hair that like gave me a lot more like room to breathe when I realized like they don't they don't know they don't know anything and it's all about the <laughs> you know? performance yeah. I feel like if you are performing and something musically goes wrong as long as you're performance isn't tampered with kind of like mm-hmm. you could be the shittiest hairdresser but they keep coming back to you because they like you i mean yeah. that's something to say about or you make them feel good you know yeah, yeah like exactly again they don't know that maybe their layers look like shit <laughs> and the way that they wear their hair on a daily basis maybe isn't the greatest but i mean they like you and they make you feel or you make them feel great same thing with you know music like people are there because they love music they love live music they love music performances that's why they're there and not listening to you in their car so i mean performance matters wow that was inspiring <laughs> yeah that was great but actually Good plus yeah <laughs> i do it again yeah no you, that was that was great wow so you asked a few questions earlier that I wanted to get back to. Oh, cool. About, um, Do it, if that's girl. Okay. Absolutely. About who writes the songs and how the band kind of works through that. So up to this point, I've written the skeletons for all of our songs. And the band will come in and add other parts. If I'm struggling with where the song will go, they'll make suggestions. And so that's how we've been operating. I'm hoping that going forward, we'll operate in a more collaborative way that my new guitarist will write some more and he has a song that he's written that I really love that I'd uh, love to work on and add vocals to and yeah that's That's cool that's how it's worked that's cool I like how there's like a foundation made and then you guys all kind of add to it yeah um yeah because then everybody feels like a part of the band exactly yeah yeah and so Sometimes they'll ask me, what do you hear here? And sometimes I know what I want, and sometimes I have no idea, and they have to come up with it. So sometimes I try to say what my reference is for the song. Like, oh, this is a PJ Harvey song, or oh, this song is kind of like the Cramps or the Pixies. Hmm. Um, yeah, and that, that can be helpful. It, it can be hard to tell to give them direction, and that's something I've struggled with and tried to get better at, is having a vision for the band. Mm. Not well, just musically, but aesthetically. There's four artists <laughs> trying to be artists together on one thing. I'm sure that's hard. Because I'm sure yeah. like everybody kind of has their own artistic viewpoint of what it should sound like. Yeah. Is yeah. that hard? It's um, That's not so hard as my experience so far has been that they usually look to me for direction because I'm the band leader. Mm-hmm. And I'm not able, always able to give that. And that's hard for me. And I'll also say that, you know, when you play live, you have one set of parts that you need to get. And then when you go into the recording part, there's a whole nother set of parts that you need to get. So you may layer more guitars that you don't during a live show. You may have Mm -hmm. backing vocals. You may have other instruments that you don't have in a live show. So that's kind of our next step. I'm eager to record, and I think the rest of the band is too. Cool. Well, and then I think, like, from what I've heard you say, too, it's just, like, the expectations of the people in the band, you know? Like, you've talked about to me before how you sort of expect, like, some people to just promote a little bit more or, like, be out and 
in like feel like they're into it at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> you yeah, know yeah and so that I think is also probably a level that goes into working collaboratively is yeah. just having expectations for what people are going to do in the roles like are you going to be the leader and do every single thing do they expect that of you do you, so that need to be made clear well, in other like ways yeah communication would be key too yeah so everybody knows what is like expected of them not so much on like a personal front but like a business front I mean your band is your job essentially and that's something I've grappled with and going forward I'm gonna try to prevent that from happening you know we've had a few band dynamics that have been really difficult I'd say I do the majority of the work for the band and so it's not things that you would think about if you're not in a band as being Mm -hmm. part of it but that includes you know writing the songs and promoting the band keeping up with the social media accounts going to shows to meet other bands um you know taking coffee with musicians around town that you respect to learn how to do things because there's no manual for how to tour or how to book shows successfully or how to record right you you have to learn all that from talking to other people yeah networking yeah and so like setting up uh, pictures for us, all, all kinds of things. There's so many things I'm not even remembering. Um, There's right so now. much that goes into it. Like growing up, just having friends and bands in high school, and they would just tour the Midwest. Like that itself was difficult. I mean, they missed school. Like, <laughs> fuck. But like that was their priority. Like that, like it's definitely one of those things where it gives you what you give it kind of situation. So it does take a lot of hustle and grind. Yeah, totally. So where's your favorite place to perform so far? So far, I really like playing at Cheer Ups and Hotel Vegas and Stay Gold. Um, They're all what I call like next tier venues. Um, When you start out playing in town, you'll play at smaller places like Carousel Lounge and Hole in the Wall and at places like that, you don't have a sound person. And so you have to do all that yourself. And Mm. if you have technical difficulties, you have to work through that yourself. Um, and then at the next tier places, they do a lot more promotion on your behalf for the shows, which is great. And you get paid more. Um, there's usually more of an organic crowd just from people going to those Like venues. being there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that exactly. Makes sense. So I really like playing at all of them. They all have different things. Um, when we played at Hotel Vegas, and I've joked around about like, oh, we're playing our slower songs now. It's more, you know, we're setting the mood. We're getting, you know, like saying that kind of thing. We're going to lower the lights a little, like the sound guy will lower the lights for me. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. That's sweet. I like that. But they're also set up to be music venues-ish, right? Like Hotel Vegas and Cheer Up Charlie's for sure and like Stay Gold. Like I feel like they're more well-equipped for that yeah so I feel like they're prepared and that probably feels good going into a place that's equally as prepared for your arrival as you are to like show up yeah yeah definitely that's cool and places like Hole in the Wall and maybe Carousel Lounge I don't know but Hole in the Wall on the weekends has sound people we just haven't played on the weekends yet Mm -mm. so if you could use this pod to like manifest something or somewhere where you could perform or some goal with your band what are you trying to get to oh next? My God. I would love to get weekend shows so much. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's like such a small, it it's might not seem small. like a small ask, but 
I would love to get more weekend shows. I would love just to get more people listening to us. You know, it seems like the the grind period for a lot of bands is really long. Mm. And there's a long time where nobody cares about your band. And I will say this, you know, because I don't think that any of the bands that this applies to will listen to this. Not because of you guys, but because, like, they don't know me. Um, But the music scene in Austin is kind of like high school except everybody listens to better music Mm. so yeah and I even made a meme about it y'all have seen Mean Girls right Mm -hmm. um you remember the scene where they're all in the gym and Tina Fey asks you know who's (laughs) been um victimized by Regina George Uh well I made that but made it by the Austin music scene because some days it feels like that yeah it feels like you know you go to other people's shows and you try to support them and um, all this stuff and they'll say oh yeah we should play together or yeah I'll, like, I'll check you guys out I'll come to one of your shows and it's like people in the music scene are very it's either insincere or flaky or some combination of both mm. which is exactly why I fucking hate this city <laughs> <laughs> just saying I am not a fan of Austin and that sucks that that's like been your experience because it shouldn't be like that um, damn for real like that is like so true like who has been personally victimized by austin in general me okay i'm getting off my soapbox <laughs> thank you well, <laughs> yeah. thank you for the ted talk yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> but that just sucks because i feel like it is all in who you know it's like a popularity contest right and if you're not like in then like you're irrelevant and, and what do you even have to do to like get in you have to be you like know? everybody else. You have to cut their skin off and put it on you and then clone yourself and then put it back on them. Like, it's mm. just... Is that true? I think, yeah, I think a little bit. And I I do and don't like that I'm shitting on the music scene because there are great things about it. We've met some really sweet bands that I adore who we've played with and they've genuinely said, let's play again together. And I think they're genuine in saying that. Um, but my experience has been, you know, when I have tried to proactively put bills together, it's like I'm met with silence. Mm. Um, but yeah, there is like a popularity contest. There's a kind of music that's very in vogue in Austin right now. And it's like sleepy, surfy indie Mm. music, which there's nothing wrong with that, but it's a problem when you have a million bands that sound like that and that's how all their songs sound there's no change in dynamics or energy sure you know and for me personally and maybe other people too that this resonates with i need something that is driving and cathartic and has rock music and has variation in the dynamics and the feel of songs so what do you need to do in order to a work weekends or b i mean branch out of Austin like what would it take for you to travel somewhere like do your research on where your type of music is like booming right now and just go there for a weekend like is it a financial investment is it meaning like you go out there a few times and like try to make connections there rather than here like I feel like limiting yourself here if you feel like you're not getting a response like what would it look like to like just say like fuck this I'm gonna go bigger And that's a great point. A lot of people say that you need to get out of town because Austin is so saturated with bands and it's important to go to smaller cities and towns that are outside of town. And so that's something that we're hoping to do this year. My guitarist is working on that and 
currently coordinating with the band. We'll see, you know, how it pans out, but we all want to do like a mini Texas tour. That would be cool. I feel like there is something to be said about like, yeah, we have very strong opinions, or at least I have a strong opinion, (laughs) but it doesn't mean it's bad per se. It's just emotional because it is hard, you know, like it is definitely cutthroat and it will like, I don't know. It's hard, but it's a grind, you mm -hmm. know, and people will like, it, it can get you down really easily, especially if you're the one who's doing a lot of the hustling. And that's what's happened to me over the past few months with the band. I've been putting my heart and soul into it and trying to meet people and grow organic relationships. And it's like every, everyone just wants to like hang out with their friends and, you know, book their favorite bands. And, you know, it's, it's a fact of life, but man, it sucks and it weighs you down. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. San Antonio would be fun, even like going down to the valley. Like yeah. the valley's pretty edgy, I I've, think. I've heard some people have had their best shows there and then Laredo. Laredo, and, I was just yeah. about to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think South Texas would be cool. Yeah. I mean, Dallas maybe. I don't know too much about Dallas music scene, but San Antonio for sure I think would be cool. Like, Yeah, yeah I love San Antonio yeah. and going to shows there. Yeah. I think Dallas and Houston are high on my list just because I personally know people there, but... It'll depend on what we're able to get with the other cities, but definitely high on our list to get out of town. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's exciting. Cool. Manifest. <laughs> we're going to manifest it for you. We are. Thanks. And I guess the only other thing I'll say is, um, you know, because I'm sure I, you guys may have more questions, but just one thing that I wanted to be sure to get in. After saying all that, I will say in this creative field, and I think this is true for a lot of things in life, it's important to look to other people who are further along than you are for inspiration, but not to constantly compare them, compare yourself to them. Mm -hmm. I think it's like running a marathon and you know, this is because I'm a distance runner that I'm drawing this, uh, this metaphor. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, there are the elite runners that are at the start of the pack and you have no aspirations to be like them. Um, and so, you know, you have no aspirations to like go to the Grammys or be the pops, the next pop star thing necessarily, but most of you are middle of the herd and you use the people around you to figure out how you should pace yourself and what you want to do, how you want to finish what you're aspiring to. And I think it's important to remember that... You use them as kind of a marker, but not something to compare yourself to constantly and feel bad if they're doing better than you. Yeah. Yeah. You can't compare yourself to your inspiration, right? Like once you start doing that, that's just this like weird tornado of failure (laughs) where like if you use them to like inspire, remember like the people that inspire you were also where you were. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, I mean, that's so cool. Even like reading biographies of like lead singers of bands that you like would be cool too yeah or watching interviews with them yeah yeah and i'll bring this home again becca i was watching a (laughs) smashing pumpkins interview and even though billy corgan is an asshole and like (laughs) is just so defensive and like i like the band in spite of how he comes across sometimes because sometimes it's like oh he seems like a nice human being and other times you're like oh um you know he was talking in one interview about how uh in their early days, they had to beg their family and friends to come to shows, which is kind of where we're at right now. Dang. And it was like, oh, that was a very humbling thing to hear. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's I don't know there. if humbling is the right word, but you know what but I mean. But yeah, it like brings it, reassuring. brings it back. Yeah, it's reassuring. reassuring. Yeah, That's definitely. the thing. Yeah. Mm. That's but, cool. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, you know? exactly. And yeah. it's the grind. Yeah. And you just yeah. go. Yeah. And even like people that are further along still don't have like great days either, you know? Yeah, it's true. Just because someone's further along doesn't mean their life is perfect. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they're not struggling oh my God. with something. Life every day is a struggle. It's just different <laughs> struggles, you know. Like, true. let's be real. There's no such thing as a perfect day, and they're very few and far between. Mm-hmm. Just to drop a truth bomb. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, this is a good interview. Yeah. Thank I you for yeah, I really like this. Thank you guys so much. Of you course. Asked a lot of great questions. So humble brag. Yeah. Or where can we find you? I mean, I guess both. Yeah. But we should know where to find you and what your humble brag is. Okay. So, (laughs) um, Instagram paper dot sister and we're on Facebook paper sister. Mm -hmm. I think it's just facebook.com slash paper sister. We have a SoundCloud right now. We're trying to transition to a band camp, but our SoundCloud is just soundcloud.com slash paper sister. Cool. We don't have any shows right now. We have a tentative one for April on the 14th. Cool. Um, yeah, I think that's right. But we'll see how that goes. Or or is it the 16th? Man, whatever. We'll see. <laughs> if TBD. you follow uh, Paper Sister, you'll know. Yeah, because we post, it'll all, be on there. we post all our shows on our Instagram. And we'll post too. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Yeah. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks. Um, and humble brag, I got a new job that I'm starting <laughs> next week. I'm very excited about it. Yay. And I'm very excited about um, launching Paper Sister 2.0 with my new bandmates. They seem really super talented, really eager, really hardworking, and I'm excited to see where the band goes. Yay, us too. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Humble brag. JMO? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Great humble brag. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would Killing say um, my humble brag is I have a pretty cool podcast where I get to meet people that I would have not Aww. normally met before because that was cool. There was a lot of takeaways even for me in this as well, like um, Passion Journal or what was it called? Passion planner. Close. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Almost. The, checks, the checks in the mail. I can just sense it. Yeah. <laughs> We're manifesting that check. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's coming. Uh-huh. It's here. Um, my humble brag is that I do have like the greatest clients ever because here's Camille. She's mm-hmm. on the pod. And I mean that. And I'm not just being a dork. But I really do, even aside from Camille, have like a lot of people in my life that I get to meet and talk to you about all kinds of different things and learn and grow from them so humble brag life's great yeah thanks yeah. you're great too no oh thanks camille yay so much fun. thank you for being on the podcast thank you guys yeah, for listening thank you, camille. yeah um i don't know do we have announcements for our podcast i don't know we're having a lot more guests because now we have this cool fucking mixer that yeah and I'm three microphones that, that we have three microphones right now this is fantastic I know. this has been great i feel official things are happening um We're moving but up. yeah i mean i think we have guests for the next like three weeks if i'm not mistaken do we i think so oh my god i know we need to go on like a business meeting <laughs> okay okay Thanks. okay here we come bye people <laughs> bye <laughs>